What's going on guys? Welcome back to Volition Why Not Me. This is Josh and it's just Josh today. Colin is gone. He's on a blitz right now. Um, so unfortunately it's just going to be me today, but we're making it worth it because we have a freaking dog here. <laughs> it's probably a little biased, but it's not at all. Um, oh, I'll just say it right now. I got my sister Olivia here and literally so excited to have her on this. We've been talking about having her on this for Honestly, since we like started Forever. it, <laughs> and so we're, I'm just super excited for her to be here. It's Let's so freaking fun. go. I know. Um, but a little bit about Olivia, if you don't already know her, then you're living in a box, but <laughs> I'll, I'll give a little, oh some accomplishments of my sis. I am so proud of her. So just barely, I don't know if you saw, but she was just drafted. She was pick number 23 to the Portland Thorns. So we're talking like professional soccer here. That's my sis. And it's so cool because if you don't know a lot about like soccer, professional soccer or whatever, and you're more like NBA or whatever, it is, she just went to the, the draft. Yeah. Like it's a full on draft. And yeah. I was so proud of her watching that. It's so sick, Liv. Yeah. But yeah, I just got picked to the Portland Thorns. She is a D1 college All-American she was on the all Big 12 team. She was on the all Midwest region team. She was on the all WCC team. She was on the all West region team. She was the BYU captain. <laughs> she has two college cup appearances and she was Utah High School's Gatorade player of the year. She was a three time 6A high school state champion and she was on the youth national team. Like she is <laughs> legit and that is my sis. Oh, I cannot be heavens. more proud of you, Liv. Thanks and it's funny because I had to like squeeze out the accomplishments from her <laughs> and she sent all the accomplishments and then I realized, wait, you don't even have your state championships listed on here. And she's like, oh yeah, I forgot about those. I'm like, bruh, how do you forget about those? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was just more recent accomplishments. That was kind of a few years ago, so. So sick. Me, yeah. if somebody asked me what my accomplishments accomplishments were i'd be like dang don't make you know, me say them because i'll like, say them um semi i was on the i was i made to the semis in my senior year <laughs> i was uh <laughs> you have a lot of, a, of just, achievements no, outside of there, sports but, but yeah I, appreciate it. I, said, I will go there if you want me to <laughs> no don't i know but I um just so excited to have you here live um honestly like i know you're my sis and i've watched you grow yeah. up and i watched you do all this stuff but looking yeah. at that list like that's legit. Yeah. Like, those are huge accomplishments, but you're just a girl from Kaysville, Utah, so why you? I mean, why not me? Let's go! me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liv, I gotta ask, and I've been really excited to know which oh, one gosh. you're gonna choose, because there's just so many. I know. <laughs> but what is your most embarrassing story? Okay, well... Yeah, this is it. So it honestly has nothing to do with soccer or anything like that. It actually was in eighth grade. Um, obviously, mom and dad played college basketball. All my brothers, you know, you and Jess both played basketball. And Notice so how she left out the college part of that. <laughs> Jesse did. He just played. <laughs> no, but in eighth grade, you know, the coaches at, at cute Kaysville Junior High, they're like, okay, well, we know that you, your parents played college basketball. We know your older brother is a baller. So clearly, like, you have to be good at basketball. <laughs> and I was like, uh, like, I know I wasn't. Like, I mean, I'm a super athletic person. And so I was like, okay, I can go play some defense, steal the ball, and, like, it'll be fine. <laughs> and so it's the only year of basketball I think I ever played past, like, what, junior jazz. And, 
you know, it's I it was a home is our first home game and I am on defense. I'm marking like they're 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 good shooter, the girl that gets to the net and I was like, "Okay, I you know, I'm just playing defense." I steal the ball and I'm dribbling like I I'm so quick, so I was just dribbling down the court. <laughs> probably like 100 miles an hour and it's like a packed junior high game and I (laughs) but I go to like make a layup and I probably cracked the backboard like (laughs) like that thing bounced probably to half court and I remember since then I was like terrified every every time I was playing defense I would steal the ball and I was like please no because it was so embarrassing and like people it was like oh you know and then i get there and it, i break the backboard and it was like oh uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> i was like well okay yeah i wish i was not here right now that's i was like that hilarious. so like honestly i think that's the most embarrassed i've ever been like i feel like i'm a very cautious person i feel like i am very yeah aware of not doing embarrassing stuff at least i try not to but <laughs> that was definitely a moment i was like okay where's my shovel yeah that's hilarious yeah and then just anytime i had to go to the free throw line and like shoot the ball for real i was like okay well please just don't airball this because that's brutal granted you were really good at basketball (laughs) okay i was good at defense like i could i could steal the ball i could pass the ball i was a good you know just freaking defender a sister i was (laughs) not a scorer at all like (laughs) Honestly, I wasn't. So me both. Yeah, not true. But I did not score. But th- that's hey, hilarious. we had that. We had that competitive <laughs> drive on defense. That's facts. But yeah, that's that hilarious. was that's definitely I think my most embarrassing moment. I just remember I was I like to my core, that. was like I don't want to play the rest of the season. Like I'm done. <laughs> like that was horrible, miserable. I didn't even know about it. That's yeah. hilarious. Well, okay, so to get into it a little bit, there's a little bit about your basketball career. It's yeah, short but sweet. Yeah, a year long. <laughs> Give us a little bit about like your like background. Obviously, I know a lot about your background. Yeah. But what's your background and what was the thing that initially sparked like your soccer passion? Yeah. So obviously growing up in Kaysville, Utah, you know, the seasons as the seasons change, there's different sports. And so I feel like mom and dad just wanted to keep me being super active like they did with all of the kids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I did a little bit of basketball. I did a little bit of softball, did track, did soccer, just kind of did a little bit of whatever was available but um like I started literally playing soccer when I was three which is crazy to think about I was seriously just to the point where I could like run around and they they put me in a year early than I guess you usually put your kids in and so I just remember the little fields at you know Kaysville across the street from Bowman's or even just like where Castle Park was they had some (laughs) fields and I don't know I just remember I would get so excited to like go to these games and just run around and like chase the ball and just score as many goals as I could before I got put on defense as the secret weapon. <laughs> and I don't know, there was just something about it that was so different from all the other sports. Like I, I genuinely, it was like love at first sight for me. I really believe that it was. It was like the first game that I played, I was like, I want to do this forever. Like this is so much fun. And so that's just kind of how it went. And I just every year just kept doing it and kept loving it and you know process of elimination stopped doing the other sports so I could focus more on soccer and so that's kind of just I guess how it all really started was just running around Kaysville chasing a ball dang that's like making me emotional even think about. <laughs> like dang, this, one, this one's not gonna be good on me I, I'm gonna cry the whole time I know oh wow that's wild yeah. um the, just even hearing you name the sports though I remember you just being a freaking beast at all those like softball <laughs> <I tried>. live <laughs> 
<laughs> I was a third baseman and would just throw the ball as hard as humanly possible. Yeah, I remember you being a killer yeah. at it. That's so funny. So going and like thinking about starting out like little mm-hmm. and now thinking about how you literally just got like signed or you're about to sign on to mm-hmm. the Thorns. How did it feel hearing your name get picked? Oh gosh, yeah. This might be an emotional <laughs> episode. I mean, it's like really hard to even put in words because like seriously, since I was like three years old, like I, you know, on every single, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was like, I want to be a professional soccer player. Like that's what I wanted to be. And it was like, okay, what else do you want to be when you grow up? And it was like, no, like I want, I'm going to be a professional soccer player. Like that's what I want to do. And I had a friend recently, I think it was like yesterday, she messaged me and she was like, like just congratulating me. And she's like, Hey, uh, don't cry. <laughs> I'm crying. I know. Don't cry. But she messaged me and she was like, dude, I remember when we were like super young, like we had to have been like maybe six or seven. And she's like, you took an invisible marker and you wrote on your wall as big as possible. I want to be a professional soccer <laughs> player. And then I would like, I guess like, I don't know, turn the lights out and like shine the light at it and just like look at it. But Aww. you know, like that was like my dream. Like literally since I can even remember like that was like it for me and so it was the most surreal experience sitting in the room like it's funny because you know as you don't really know who's going to draft you you talk to all of these clubs and you talk to the coaches and so you have a good idea of like what teams will pick you and so when they have a pick you know when they're like in the in like I guess the process of making their decision and submitting their pick you're like, okay, like this could be me, like this could be it. And so I remember just sitting there obviously with um, Taylor, my husband and mom and dad and their spouses and then Kayla, our sister. Um, I felt my phone buzz and I just looked down and it was a text message that said like, oh, she's all cry. It was just like, congratulations, Olivia, like welcome to Portland Thorns. And they were the ones that were on the clock. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like, they're going to call my name like right now. And so it was just like this crazy, like, like, I don't even know. Like, I, I seriously don't, I can't explain it. And I probably never will be able to, but just this overwhelming feelings of all these emotions. And then like when the commissioner stood up and was like, you know, with the 23rd pick in the second round, Portland Thorn select Olivia Wade Katoa from Kaysville, Utah from Brigham Young, you know, it was just like, wow. Like that's what I dreamed of my entire life. And like, it was coming to fruition. Like it was like right there. And you know, walking to the stage, I was just like, there's a video of me. I was like genuinely like a giddy little girl. And I really just felt like my inner, you know, Liv was just like screaming, like, just like, you know, she's like, oh my heck, like we did it, we did it, you know? And obviously there's still a lot more work to be done, but that, that moment was just like something I will like keep in my heart for the rest of my life. That's so awesome. Yeah. Dang, I'm a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> We're both baby. We're the babies in the family. Very emotional. For a second. I know. That's so cool because just hearing how you you put on like all your papers. I want. I'm going to be a professional soccer player. Like I feel like that's true for everybody. Like, oh yeah, I'm be a professional basketball player. Football yeah. Player. Like freaking did it, dude. I know. I know. So it's it's. Yeah, just crazy. Just all the times I told people that was what I was going to do. And then I think just the older I got, it was like, okay, like I could actually maybe do this. And then the closer (laughs) it gets, you're like, oh, whoa, I am going to do this. Like, this is what I'm doing. So it's just, it's crazy. It's just been such, I mean, as you know, it's such a long road full of so many ups and downs. And so it was just so fulfilling to get to that point and hear your name be called. And it's like, okay, like we're doing this. Honestly, what, what do you think? little Livy would say 
seeing that moment oh geez yeah i don't even know like just i don't even know what she would say i don't think she'd be able to speak really i think she would just be <laughs> screaming and cheering and like crying and just so overwhelmed because that that's me i feel like i'm still little live honestly but yeah just that moment i feel like really was for her just you know like that that is my dream but like that was little lives dream first and that's like where it all began and so i really just spent the whole couple days even like weeks leading up to that just like thinking about this little girl and pigtails just like <laughs> wanting to do it so bad and just knowing that like that was for her you know and like i'm gonna keep doing that for her and for myself obviously but it was just yeah i love that crazy. so much reflecting on your college career what do you feel like were moments like key moments that contributed to where you're at today yeah so my college experience was it was great um i definitely had a lot of ups and downs throughout my collegiate career you know freshman year coming in and I get to start but I'm starting in a position that I'm not very familiar with and so obviously like it was like mixed emotions I was super excited to be playing but obviously a little bit like oh dang like I have to play this new position which was great and so um learned a new position and then you know I, I go on a mission for 18 months come home and I felt like okay geez not only am I like almost felt like I was back to level one, but I'm like, I missed out on so much time. And so I was like, okay, like I have to really get back into it. And then played another different position the year I got home. And so, you know, just kind of played, got thrown all over the field. But looking back, like, I feel like that's what helps me be so versatile and so special, like going into the pros is that I really can play a lot of different positions and be very successful at them. And so I think it wasn't until, you know, just my senior season that I was able to play a position that I was more comfortable with and then obviously had the best season of my career at BYU. And so I think it just all built on each other, just really helping me prepare for like almost like the next level, the next level, the next level, and then just giving me so many different tools to use now, like as I go and play professional, like I feel like being versatile and being able to just kind of do whatever your coaches ask of you is like a huge skill and like a huge, you know, advantage. And so I think it really has just benefited me so much, just all of the different things that happened throughout my collegiate career. That's so awesome. Um, What do you feel like is like the difference between you and somebody that wanted to be a professional soccer player but didn't like what what would you say is like the main difference and you don't have to feel weird about like no yeah (laughs) I feel like it's just like time and sacrifices and just really being willing to like do it like people are like oh like you know like even just people like oh wow like I wish I could do something like that and like you hear it's like no like if you really wanted to like you could but like it doesn't look like what people think it looks like like I've missed out on I could not even tell you like how many things like I feel like I had like a group of friends like growing up but like I never felt really close to people just because I was always traveling like with my team and like I was really close with my team and you know missing out on like dances or just like people hanging out or you know just like the little things I spent seriously like every waking moment of from really when I was like three up until now practicing playing soccer like doing everything to get better like going obviously to practices and then going to extra practices and then just like really focusing on you know my strength or like my health and just what I'm eating and like really just all of these different things that like combined have you know led to me hearing my name called at the draft it's like 
you look back and it's like you can't even really pinpoint because it's just been like your whole time. Yeah. Like it's like everything that I've done has, you know, gone into me achieving like this lifelong dream and goal of mine. And like it's taken like what? 20 years for me to do it and so like I've I've made a lot of sacrifices that I feel like most people aren't willing to make to have an experience that not very many people get to have that's freaking awesome yeah I love that what, what do you feel like were if you had to list like three three of the main sacrifices that you had to make in order to make that happen I mean if I had to say three main sacrifices I was like I feel like time like when I really think about like the biggest sacrifice it really was my time and just being willing to set aside time to train, time to get better at shooting, time to get better at dribbling or passing or whatever, you know, part of my game I needed to work on. And so I, I really feel like that was the biggest sacrifice. And then, you know, like you sacrifice a lot, like physically, you know, yeah. like you really, your body goes through it. Like at the end of the seasons or like at the end of trainings, it's like you just want to lay on the ground and you're <laughs> like, okay, I'm done and I don't want to move. Like, I don't know. There's, I really feel like just biggest sacrifices are probably like time, physical stuff. And honestly, like there's a lot of mental sacrifices that you make. Like, I mean, sports is very hard. Like when you are in sports, it's hard not to have like a perfectionist mentality because I really feel like the greatest athletes are people that are like almost like perfectionists. Like they really want to succeed at something. And so, you know, they spend a lot of time and energy trying to be the best at it, trying to be perfect at whatever it is they're doing. And so I think like that mentally takes a toll on you as well. And it's been like years and years of just being able to know like how hard to push myself while still being like kind to myself and like still like understanding that like this is a journey and I'm not perfect at it and I never will be. And so just being able to learn different tools and ways to keep my mental side like good and happy and positive while you know you have coaches telling you that wasn't good enough like you can't do this that needs to be better you know and so I think like there was a lot of mental sacrifices that had to be made as well yeah and I feel like because of that then you just grow so much stronger like mentally right um so much self-belief in that oh yeah what do you feel like if you had to describe what you believe about yourself how would you describe yourself well, I genuinely think you have to believe that you are the best. Like every time you step on the field, it's like, even if I'm playing on the field, like I'm going to be playing on the field with the best of the best. <laughs> so but it's sick. like when you step on the field, you have to have that mentality of like, I am the best person on this field. Even if, you know, technically you're not, you know, yeah. you, you really have to believe that. And I think that that's been so important for me, like as I've played on different levels of teams and, you know, as I'm going to be playing at like the highest level that I've ever played at with the best players in the world. Like it is something you really do have to just really believe in yourself and tell yourself like, I belong here. I can do this. Like I am the best and I'm just going to keep working hard and like getting after it every single day. I love that. How do you like draw the line between having that be like self-confidence and maybe what people would consider like pride? Yeah. I mean, you have to be real with yourself at the end of the day too. It's not like you never practice and you're like, I'm the best on this field. It's like, okay, but you know, I feel like it's just 
the confidence in yourself, it, it comes from confidence comes from like past things that, you know, you're able to do. Totally. And so I feel like if I'm stepping on the field and you know, I I've never done something before. I can't be like, wow, I'm so great at this. It's <laughs> like, it takes so many hours of practice and so many hours of repetition and like really working at something to be able to kind of like put stuff into your confidence bank, right? It's like, you have totally. to do all this work. So then when you are in these moments, you can be like, okay, I'm prepared. I'm ready for this moment. I've done everything that I can up until this point. And it's almost like muscle memory at this point. And, you know, I've met with so many performance psychologists, people that really help with that side of the game. And it really is just so important to be able to have past experiences that you're able to draw on to then really be like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Like, I know I can do this. I love that so much. So yeah. like, I feel like that's such an annoying thing when people consider self-confidence, like a prideful thing. Yeah. I feel like they just consider it pride because they didn't do what it took yeah. to like have that confidence. They didn't have those past experiences to lean on like that. Mm-hmm. So I just freaking love that so much. Yeah. Um, so if there was like a little girl listening to this, that wanted to be a professional soccer player. What would you tell her about your mentality for her to like, think about herself as well? Like, what are you telling yourself while you're on the field? Obviously that you're the best, but like, I don't know. How are you, how are you viewing yourself when you're playing? Yeah. I mean, you you have to be super confident, like we already talked about, but I feel like just having like a competitive mindset, just like you're a hard worker. I think, you know, there's that saying that's like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in my mind, like when I go into a training session or when I'm in a game, I'm like, I might not technically be the best, but like I am going to work harder than any single person on this field. Like I will go after a loose ball. I will run back. I will go play on defense. Like I will, you know, do all of these things. And I think it's really just like giving it your all, like genuinely, like just being completely all in and like having an all in mentality. Because I feel like once you have that all in mentality, a lot of the decisions you have to make are like already decided. It's like, you don't have to decide, oh, like, am I going to get back on defense? It's like, no, yeah, like I already made a decision. Like I'm getting back on defense. Like that's what I, that's Mm -hmm. just what I do. And so I think just having like an all in mindset when you are competing or when you are like wanting to do something, like, I mean, it does help because it's like, it really does take away a lot of the the questions or a lot of the decisions that you have to make. It's just like, I know I'm going to do it because I already decided that that's what I'm going to do. Making the decision beforehand. Yeah. So then you don't even leave room for yourself to like consider not doing that. Yeah. That's actually sick. Yeah. Like it's a non-negotiable for you. Yeah. It's just something you're going to do. Getting back. Yeah. Like basketball, if the ball's on the floor, you don't care. You're You're, diving on it. You're on the ground. You're on the court. Sick. I like that. I never thought about it like that. Um, Going forward, like now that you're going to be playing with the best of the best, how are you going to continue to have that mindset of like, I am the best, even if there are moments when you're like, I'm getting like, <laughs> I'm, like right I'm playing out. with <laughs> Sophia Smith, like she's on my team. You know what I mean? There's some great people that I'm about to be playing with. And I feel like it is, it's so funny. You have to be super confident, but you also have to be extremely humble. And mm-hmm. like, I think that's what sports teaches you is like, there are people, there's always going to be somebody that's better than you. Like there, yeah. there always will be. And so I think also on the flip side, it's like being extremely humble and just being an absolute sponge and just soaking up every single thing that you can to be better. Cause I feel like the people that don't progress are like the people that think they've already arrived, you know, it's like, okay, like I can already shoot really well with my right foot. So, you know, great. You know, it's like, no, like how can you be even more, but like even cleaner with that? Or like, how can you be even a little bit more, you know, technically sound or just, you know, everything in general, it's just being super humble and like always looking for more ways to improve. And that's what I'm going to have to do. You know, going to Portland is I feel like I am a very, great soccer player but I feel like there's a lot more left in me and so I feel like just being super humble going into 
being there. I mean, I'm sure I will be humbled <laughs> regardless if I want to be or not. But, you know, it's just having that super humble mentality as well. It's like a, it's a confident, humble mentality going into something like this. And so I'm just super excited to learn probably more in a week than I have totally. the past 20 years of my life. Totally. I feel like being the BYU women's captain, like mm -hmm. that obviously is going to help a lot. How has yeah. embracing that leadership role like helped you with your your development personally? Yeah, I mean, I think um, having those, I guess, attributes and qualities, like you you do like to be assertive. I feel like, you know, that's a big part of, you know, having a role like that is you are assertive, you are, at the same time, you can take corrections and stuff. Like I, I feel like I'm, I do a, a great job, or at least I try when somebody's like, hey, like you got to do this. It's yeah. like, instead of being like, oh. you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you're right. And so... I think that's giving me the opportunity to like really learn how to like talk assertively with people while at the same time being able to like take that myself and mm -hmm. like knowing like, Hey, it's not personal. It's just, we're trying to get better. And like, we have a genuine love and care for each other. And because we do like, there's things that we have to like help each other out with. And it's yeah. just, you know, I love that so much that that kind of leads into my next question. Um, having that relationship with others is super mm -hmm. important, but like how has your relationship with heavenly father contributed to the success that you've been able to have? Yeah. I mean, I really feel like just kind of everything that's happened in my life, all of the talents, whatever the hardships, everything that I, you know, accumulated like throughout my 20, you know, four years of life, I feel like Every time I look back, like it's always been him. And like, I 100% I believe that to my core. And I know for a fact, I would not be close to where I am right now as, you know, a soccer player, as a person without the relationship that I have with Heavenly Father. And I think I really noticed that for the first time on my mission, um, when I was able to kind of step away from soccer for 18 months and really just focus on my relationship with Heavenly Father. And it's so cool to see how, the atonement, like it applies to literally everything. Yeah. It's not just like even spiritual stuff. It's not, you know, it applies to literally everything. And I feel like as funny as it may sound and like, as like, okay, well, as it sounds, it's like, I, that applies to soccer for totally. me. Like it totally does. Like the, the atonement applies to me in soccer. And I feel like it's been really cool to see how, you know, when I am like struggling or having a hard time, it's like, I do turn to heavenly father and I'm like, Hey, like I'm really struggling, like, please help me to be able to do this or this or this. And it's been really cool to see him like bless me in certain ways. It's not like he's like snaps his fingers and it's like, now you have the <laughs> left foot of a lifetime. It's like, no, you have to go and work hard for it too. But I really think there is an, an extra added strength and power that comes from inviting Christ to be a part of whatever you're doing. Like, I think he just takes things and he just enhances them and magnifies them way more than anything you could do by yourself. And so I really feel like my career as a soccer player, it's been like me and God, you know, it's like, we're in this together. And this is like, this is like a product of like what we've been able to do together. Yeah. I love that. Is there like a, a moment that you can think of where you're like, I know that because of my faith in him, like I was able to be directed. Cause I feel like a lot of people that are successful or mm -hmm. that want to be, they don't, they just don't think that God needs to be involved in that. Like, cause there's a lot of atheists that are successful, right? But like, oh, yeah. what would you say to somebody 
that doesn't believe that you need to have that relationship with God? Well, I feel like, I mean, it's so personal and I feel like until you really try it, you're never really going to know. And it's like, great, you could be making all the money in the world or you, you know, you could be the best soccer player in the world without God. You know, I guess that is, it is possible, but I feel like it's so much easier and it, it feels so much more fulfilling and, and just great overall when you when you do invite him to be a part of that and like I I I have seen like the difference even just in how I feel like there's been times in my life where I haven't been close to God like still been like successful at soccer and you know things are going great but it doesn't feel the same as when I've been successful with God like it really it really is not the same and so I feel like to people who maybe don't believe that it's like okay well maybe try just try because you know I think when you do try and you do feel like that difference it's like okay, well, there's something extra going on here. And it's just, it really has been so cool to, you know, have the difference, I guess, because I've been able to see both sides of like, all right, God, like, don't want anything to do with you a part of this, but really being able to him to invite him to be a part of like my story and my life. It's changed everything for me, genuinely. I love that. And it's just so cool to look back at like our entire childhood and (laughs) Olivia, if you don't know Olivia, you're missing out because oh, Olivia is literally like the toughest person I know. Like I have a fire streak. <laughs> I have a little, is, <laughs> a little she, fireball. I used to be terrified of her. I still am a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Olivia anymore. is like literally the most genuine human being you could ever meet. I tried. And me. she has been through a lot. Like it's making me gonna cry again. <laughs> <laughs> but just thinking about oh, like, everything growing up and I know. any of the hard times that were there and you you were you've always been so successful with soccer like every time i think about you with soccer there's one moment that i just freaking love i don't know why this moment comes i ahead. don't even know what you're about but to say. there's there was a time when you were you were playing i think it was odp mm-hmm. and ah, freak i think it was when you're playing with LaRocca. Mm-hmm. And they kept trying to throw it in, uh-huh. and you kept heading it out. Like they throw it in, <laughs> and you head it out. They th- and you think you did it like five times. I'm like, hey, if you're gonna keep throwing at me, I'm gonna keep heading it, it was out. The most baller <laughs> thing I've ever. And me and Jesse were on the sides. I was like, yeah, head it out again. <laughs> but it's so just funny. so sick. But anyways, when I think of like the things that you've gone through and just the success that you've been able to have, I love that even when you weren't as close with God as you'd like you still made like that transition and that sacrifice to go and serve him. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like why, why all of a sudden when you weren't as close with him and you were still having that success, did you want to go out and serve him for 18 months? Yeah. So, you know, I never, and I mean, I feel like a lot of girls say this, but like, I really never thought about going on a mission ever, like never wanted to never had any desire to, take an 18 month pause from my life and Mm. go focus on God. Like, I feel like at the time, like I was just young and immature and I was like, I can't think of anything worse. Like that does not (laughs) sound fun. Like church 24 seven, no thanks, (laughs) you know, but I don't know. I think there was just like a moment where a lot of things were changing in our lives, as you know, just like with home family life situations, just, just a lot of stuff going on. And I felt like, I got to a point where I felt like I was like so low in the dumps that I just had nothing else. Like I was just like, okay, well, this isn't very fun. And, you know, I just felt like I had this complete perspective shift, like change of heart, like crazy, you know, just wanted to follow God. And like, it was so funny because I just felt so much gratitude for like that moment of just like, 
almost like putting me back where I should be. It was like, okay, you've been off the path for a little while. We need you to come back. And so I just felt so grateful for that and just everything that Heavenly Father had done for me. And I think just all of the hard things he helped me get through and all the blessings that I had, you know, I think there, there was a time where I couldn't see all these blessings, but you know, in this moment, I really could see so many blessings that I'd been given and just all the ways that Heavenly Father's blessed my life. And I just knew that for me personally, like I wanted to show him how grateful I was and like go serve him like full time, I guess, you know, as a missionary and just give everything that I could to try to even, you know, I mean, I never will be able to repay him for everything that he's given me. But, it, you know, in my 18 year old brain, I was like, that's just something that I really wanted to do. And so, you know, that's not very conventional when you're trying to be successful at sports. But I just, I knew that was what I was supposed to do. And it felt so right. And I just, I loved my Heavenly Father. I loved my Savior. And I wanted to, you know, in in a, such a tiny, small way, like say thank you for everything that I'd been given. And so I decided I was going to go on a mission, talk to my coaches. And then after my freshman season at BYU, I, I left on a mission. And I didn't think twice about it. Like once I knew I was going, it was like, I'm going on a mission for 18 months and that's that. I'm not, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think twice about it. It was just something that I was going to do because of the love and the gratitude that I felt towards Heavenly Father. And then obviously, you know, our, our savior. I love that so much. Freaking I'm so proud of you, Liv. <laughs> I was so excited for you. Holy crap. Oh my um, Just one last question before our last question. But, <laughs> Second to last. <laughs> um, what would be your advice to anyone that is listening that wants to do something, that wants to be successful, that's aspiring to become great, but just doesn't have that self-belief in them quite yet? I think, you know, if you don't have that self-belief in yourself, you know, obviously yet, I feel like it's important just to start, like just start doing stuff, you know, like if you want to be a successful business person, like what's the first step you have to take? Like if you want to be a, a great athlete like what's the first step you have to take if that's like okay I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna go if you want to be a great runner it's like okay maybe I'm not gonna go running to start off maybe I'll just go walk around the block it's like just start so small because when you start doing small things like kind of like we talked about earlier you build like this little bank of like previous things that like you've done that you can keep pulling from and like keep drawing confidence from and so I'm like just start small like just do the little things that can help you then gain a little bit more self-confidence. Like it, I feel like that's so important when you feel like you want to do something, but you're like, I don't know if I can do that. It's like, well, yeah, when I was three years old, it's like the <laughs> idea of being a professional soccer player is like, okay, that's so far out of reach. Like I can never get there, but it's like the second you really start to just break it down and you're just like, okay, what is like the smallest, simplest step I can take? And then like, what's maybe the next step and the next step. And you just build on top of that. And then, you know, you build confidence along the way. You're going to obviously mess up a ton and you're not going to be perfect at it. But like, I think the people that are successful are the people that embrace failure and embrace like they're not going to do it right the first time. That's not how it works. And so I would just say, start small, do little things to help build your confidence and then you know, add on to that and then just keep going from there. It's freaking money. I love that. <laughs> Golly, we can finish every podcast now. We're done. The show's That's over. It. That's Finito. It. <laughs> there we go. Thank you so much, Liv. I love that. Yeah. Last question. If you were on your deathbed, what is one thing that you would regret not having done? I feel like just trying, like just trying to chase your dreams. Like it's scary. And I don't think I realized how scary it was even until like this last year, it's like, I've been chasing this dream, but I feel like the closer it gets, the more you're like, 
okay, like self-doubt creeps in and like all these things. And so I feel like the thing that I would regret the most is just not even trying. Like I could live with trying and failing, but I couldn't live with not trying at all. Like I think that for me is like the worst thing that could ever happen is I just didn't even try. I love that. Just going for it. Yeah, just full send. What's just one do it. thing that you want to just try before you die? One thing I want to try before I die. Well, I mean, you guys just became parents. I think that's a lot scarier <laughs> than anything I've been doing. That's so, true. I mean, obviously, yeah, like soccer is so cool and so great. And that's something obviously I'm pursuing right now. But I think I want to try to have a family. I'm like, that scares me. But, you know, I think You're that's like, the best mom that's ever. like the ultimate goal. You know, soccer, I always say, like, I feel like I've had two lifelong dreams and that's soccer and then being a mom. So I feel like that's, you know, those are my two big goals that I, I want to accomplish in this lifetime. So You're literally going to be the best mom ever. Olivia I and Taylor, her so. husband, they're here. Um, like she they said, we, we had our, our baby just barely. Yep. Little Weston boy. He's so cute. But they drove down and... I was so excited for Liv to see Weston because she literally has like the biggest mom oh, intuition ever. I, it's, they, Josh and Sid are, they're so perfect parents, like Whatever. genuinely, like Sid's just holding the baby back there as we speak. And I'm like, all right, all right. You guys seem like you have it under oh, control. But you will be the best mom. Thanks, oh, I just freaking love you, Livy. Love you. So happy we got to do it. I know. It's about time. We've been talking about this forever. <laughs> love you. Love you. <laughs>